Good day, everyone, and welcome to Breaking Boundaries. This is a monthly podcast about our colleagues at Technip Energies who have stepped out of their comfort zones, faced challenges, and broken boundaries with their unconventional career paths. I am your host, Talumba Katawala, National Content and Public Affairs Manager in beautiful Mozambique. I have been breaking boundaries in my own way since joining Technip Energies, so much so that I'm even hosting this podcast now. Today, we have a member of the French Foreign Trade Advisory in Malaysia with 30 years of experience in EPC business of major international projects, mainly in the field of energy. She is a pioneer, much like her namesake, Valentina Tereshkova, the first and youngest woman in space. Anyone who knows her closely enough will describe her as an autonomous, adaptable, with a very good synthesis and decision-making capacity always promoting safety, quality, and focus on the delivery of the vision and strategy. Please join me in welcoming Valentina Gabriel. Hi, Valentina. Welcome. Hi. Thank you very much, uh, Talumba. This is really impressive. And uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you have held quite a few roles in your career at Technip Energies, and your growth in these 30 years have been very unconventional. It was less of a straight line to where you are now and more of a zigzag path. How do you manage to go into all these roles that are so different from one another? Well, I think that I I never put boundaries on me, on what I wanted to do. I really, in fact, uh, express my myself during my career, always in a very polite and respectful manner. What was really important important for me was really to express my need, my wish. And um, I've been very, very lucky, I will say, with all my N plus one I had in my career. I, I've been very lucky to have people, good listeners, and, um, and they gave me opportunities when there was one. And when there was an opportunity which was offered to me, I always took the challenge. You know, I say, okay, why not? What do I have to lose? Nothing. So right. I think this is really what helped me to, to move forward. So how did you get into the engineering field? Well, uh, because I was good at math and physics at school. And uh, at that time, it was much easier for me to go in an engineering school rather than any other school. And did you have uh, like encouragement? Did you have any influences around you that pushed you to go there? I would say yes and no. Uh, yes, I had really strong encouragement from my parents. In fact, my parents were born during uh, between the First World War and the Second World War, and my parents didn't have the chance to go to school as they wanted to. So when I was born, and it's this, I heard it all the time at home is that yes, school education is a must. So I really received strong encouragement from my parents. And then uh, I would say that at home, I didn't have any role model. However, and you mentioned it in the introduction, uh, Talumba, uh, thanks to my name, Valentina. So coming from Valentina Tereshkova, I knew that it was feasible for me to do something. And as a woman, I could do what I wanted to do. Wow. Wow. So, um I'm trying to imagine this, uh, 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 your career starting out. Were there 
you know, when you joined uh, Technip at the time, um, um, were there other women in your department? <laughs> yes, yes. In fact, uh, so I'm graduated from chemical engineering. And at that time, uh, in fact, most of the women in engineering department are in chemical engineering. But just to say that, um, and this is, uh, okay, now when I look back, uh, it looks funny, but really, if it was happening today, it won't be funny at all. I remember one of my first interview have been told that there was a quota for women. Mm. But you know, this didn't stop me. And um, when later on I received the offer from Technique, I accepted, you know. All right. So that's that's kind of interesting to think about that, you know, chemical engineering, mathematics, you use a lot of you know, uh, a lot of your natural given skills to start off your career. So you were one of the first women to go abroad uh, back in 96. I think you mentioned that being, a, I, I imagine that being a super challenging um, um, uh, start or adventure to start your, your career abroad. Uh, can you tell me more about this experience? When um, when I first uh, joined uh, our company, so it was back in 93, and the first thing I told my N plus one at that time was that uh, I wanted to, to have an um, experience abroad. So when he had this opportunity in 96, he asked me, okay, Valentina, do you want to go to, to Malaysia? And um, I said yes, and I think this experience was the best in my life. I, um, it was really the first time for me to have this opportunity to go really abroad and spend time and, and meet a different culture. You cannot, you cannot really meet people, you know, when you are just traveling for one week, two weeks or three weeks. You don't have time to, to know people. So through this first experience, I really think it has changed my life. The way I was thinking, it has been really a turning point in my career and in my personal life. Right, right. So I'm so glad things worked out for you, you know, starting out really early on and being one of the first ones to go abroad. Uh, so the, wor the world is still a work in progress when it comes to gender equality. So every triumph is, is important. If you could have um, a magic wand, let's say, to change one thing right now that could help women, what would it be? Trust yourself and be yourself. I think this is really, really important. We should not rely uh, on other people to give us uh, opportunity. Everything is within us. Mm. And um, second thing I will say is that don't try to act like someone you are not. It will bring you nowhere. Right. That's that's uh, sort of a trust yourself as in have self-confidence so to fix your your self-esteem essentially um so now that uh, we have um an esg strategy and it's been you know widely communicated in the technip energies community and the esg roadmap was recently launched what do you think about it i'm really 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 happy yeah an ESG scorecard is really a strong commitment as a company. And for me, our Technip Energy's ESG scorecard is really the continuation of all the values we have been uh, uploaded at the company level for many years. Mm. It, it really makes sense to me and is really well balanced. 
what I would like to say is that, and this is really something I would like to work on uh, for each of our centers, is that the EAG scorecard does not only commit a company, but people who are working for this company. It is like values, you know. When you join a company, you join company for values, for benefit, and as well what a company can bring to your future. And this is this is through the ESG scorecard. Right. So, I mean, I don't know if people can tell, but you are French, <laughs> and and your job at Technip Energies has led you to work with teams from very different cultures: Malaysians, Americans, Brazilians, Azerbaijani. How has this exposure influenced the way you work with people? Uh, it has influenced me a lot. But Talumba, you, you are very, very nice because I know that I've got a very, very strong accent, you know. <laughs> I've tried to lose it, but uh, I never managed. Anyway, that's me. <laughs> so how how it has influenced uh, my way of, of working, I think that, um, first of all, uh, learning about different culture. Um, when you grow up in a country or within a certain education system, you grow up to think in a certain way. By being exposed to various culture, it really opens the way you think. It really as well think about bias. You know, mm. um, when you think about diversity and inclusion, you start talking about bias. And most of the time, bias are not are unconscious. Right. And when you have been exposed to various culture, you can better know yourself and your own bias. And right. this is really important. You understand as well what may drive people in the way they are talking, in the way they are acting, and how you can build relationship. Right, right. So the people you work with obviously heavily influence uh, your decision making. And could you tell me about an achievement you're most proud of that you've implemented? If I if I go back uh, four years ago, in 2018, when I joined Asia Pacific, one of the first things I mentioned to, to my team was that for me, it was really important to have the right and the proper work-life balance. And um, when I came here, I had the impression that, uh, and what I saw is that uh, people need to be present at the office, you know. They were living after the bus, uh, sending emails over the weekend to show that they were working. And I said, you know, me, this is not what I'm looking after. And uh, I'm very proud that, in fact, I said that we have the right to disconnect. Oh, you have the right to go to the to home before bus. Wow. You you have the right to take leaves, and, and something as well. Um, where I'm very proud of um, is that in terms of flexitime, uh, the right to and I've, I, I will say the opportunity to to work from home. Hmm. In 2018, people were telling me, but you know, you need to have, we don't know the people, how they are going to work from home and so forth. I said, yeah, but you need to trust them. If you don't try, you will never know. We have been obliged to do it. 
And I will say this is thanks to the COVID and thanks to the lockdown. Mm -hmm. We have been obliged to go from one day to the other, from 100% at the office to 100% at home. And it worked. And now the question is not anymore, can we trust our people? It's not anymore this one. We know we can. Now, what we have to make sure is that due to this um, new way of working, we have to make sure that we still have the right balance between work and home. Right. Coming coming from a culture that it's very much, you know, uh, you have to be physically present. I think that's wonderful. I think that gives a, your employees a lot more um, confidence in themselves and the fact that uh, the, the the company trusts is that they will deliver independent of where they are. And that sounds like, you know, you've really made a huge impact. And naturally, we, we have to adapt to the changing times. And how are you able to get support to implement this? I would say, thanks to a speak-up culture and have as a priority a trusted team. I made it clear to all the people reporting to me that the most for me was really to make sure that we were giving opportunity to people to do what they have to do. Mm -hmm. And um, I will say that um, I put really the emphasis on a trusted team versus, if I could say, control freak attitude. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, and what was as well important was that, okay, if it doesn't work, okay, it doesn't work, but there will mm -hmm. be no negative impact. Let's try. Let's do it. If we don't take a risk, we will never know. Right. And by trying, we have learned that it was feasible. And this is really, and I would say this is what has driven me as well in my career. It's never stop at the first order. Trust, try, and see. I like that. Trust, try, and see. I like that. <laughs> so it sounds like Technip Energies keeps you very busy. And running such a huge business unit, it's like, uh, it's a huge challenge. So um, how do you unwind? Um, what is What are some of the recent books you've read? What music are you listening to? What's on your playlist? Uh, what I'm doing outside work? I'm doing a lot of things, a lot <laughs> of things. Um, here in Malaysia, I'm practicing a lot of sports. Uh, I'm doing a lot of hikes in the jungle. Uh, before COVID, I was traveling a lot. Um, I'm practicing yoga, meditation. This really helps me. And people who know me, they know that this is really precious for me. Um, in terms of um, books, the last one I read is a French one. And the title is um, Les Choses Humaines de Karine Tuil. And, and this book really talked to me. It talked to me because it's about consent and respect between men and women. Oh. Consent concept is not always black and white. And you may have some gray areas from time to time. Mm. But really what strikes my mind is that a no is a no. And this has to be very clear for everyone. Right. Now, in terms of music, 
uh, I'm listening to um, lots of music, uh, French one, um, international one, and so forth. And I can tell you that, in fact, at home, our TV is all fine. In fact, I we hardly watch TV, but we are listening to, to radio. And there is one radio I really, really like in, in Malaysia. It's BFM. Okay. And uh, if people from Malaysia are listening to me, I will really encourage them to, to listen to BFM. It's a very, very good radio. <laughs> so the way I see it, you have overcome challenges and have been successful in all your roles by standing up for your sp yourself, speaking out, and not being afraid to ask for what you want. This is so inspiring to me. Is there any advice that you would give to your our listeners that would help them thrive? I would repeat what I said is really trust yourself and be yourself and really listen to your inner voice. And something as well, keep learning. This is a must. And um, I will say always enjoy what you do. If you start to see that your, your interest is lowering, mm. question yourself. Go and talk to your uh, boss or to your friends. You are your best advocate. Don't wait for the other one to decide for you. Oh, that's beautiful. So time for our signature question. <laughs> With so many questions, there's still one more. <laughs> so what is the biggest boundary you have broken in your life? Or let's say, what comfort zone have you stepped out of, personal or professional, in How has that impacted your life or the lives of the people around you? Maybe in terms of um, breaking boundaries, I will say two. On the professional point of view, was uh, effectively to move to Malaysia uh, in, 20, in uh, 2018 with my family uh, to take first the position of uh, head of operation and then after the head of, uh, of the region. This was uh, really a breaking boundaries for me. And on a personal point of view, it's when I became a, a scuba diving instructor. Wow. Um, in fact, I, I, I would say through my career and the various things I've been doing, I was doing sports, but, you know, always relying on my, on my brain. And when I decided to, to become a scuba diving instructor, I had to go from very tough course And, and dive in very harsh condition, cold water, current, and so forth. And um, I managed to do it. And I realized that uh, if I wanted to do something, and uh, if I was um, exercising for it, I could do it. And, and this really gave me confidence in myself that I should never give up. Right. Wow. Wow. So from leading a huge business unit to scuba diving instructor to so many things, you are really a boundary breaker, Valentina. So this has just been a really great, great pleasure to talk to you and to get to know you better. And I know that most of the time uh, some people seem like so far away, but I think through this conversation, You sound like someone I know, and it's so wonderful to hear you say those things about trusting your inner voice, um, believing in yourself, keep learning. Those are things I will, I will certainly take um, for myself. 
and implement in my day-to-day. So thank you so much for this conversation. It was a really great pleasure. Thank you very much, uh, Talumba. And I would like to say that you have a beautiful country. I had the opportunity to go to Mozambique almost 15 years ago. Uh, I I spent some time in Maputo. Wow. I've got a very, very good memory of Maputo. I really, we went there, uh, in fact, by our own with my husband. And uh, it's it's really, I really enjoyed it. And we went there. In fact, we, we wanted to go diving, scuba diving. Yeah, yeah. And almost a full week uh, discovering uh, Maputo Museum and traveling around. And we really enjoyed it. We were by our own. And uh, you have oh. a wonderful country. Oh, wow. Wow. That's really, it's, that's wonderful to hear that you've been there. So you have an open invitation to come and scuba dive again whenever you want to. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. So thank you, everyone, for listening today. In the future, we'll have more episodes with other inspiring people and technique energies and conversations on how they broke boundaries to become successful. And I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. One last word, listen to your inner voice and you are your best advocate. Words from Valentina Gabriel. Thank you.